Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon uh, one day early and with no ads or wherever you get your podcasts the following day. My name is Kenny McIntosh, joined as always by Mr. Finley. Martin Finn, how are you this fine Thursday? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. Yes, looking forward to the release of the next issue of Inside the Ropes magazine this time next week. So looking forward to seeing that. And um, yeah, and um, yeah, looking forward to... um, Actually, there's no big shows this weekend. Oh, yeah, no, there is. Bound for Glory. Does that does that <laughs> class as a big show anymore? No, I think I, there's a show. I don't know if I'd class it as a big show, but there is a show. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm I'm glad that you're doing okay. I'm glad that you're because you, you, it was your birthday last week. You got to go away and you know have a have a nice time. And, yes, uh, and you're back here to podcast. So. Exciting times. So let's dive into the wrestling with loads of stuff going on. Now, there was a story that came out earlier on this week that revealed that Vince McMahon is completely out of creative. Well, we talked about that last week that he was out. Um, but Ari Emanuel, it's, it's been revealed, is the man who decided he wanted, wanted Triple H running creative, not Vince. And obviously, Vince had kind of assumed that he was going to be able to keep doing creative and keep doing what he wanted to do. You know, Ari Emanuel was on the whatever show they were on when they when they did the appearance together. Yeah, yeah, was it CNBC? I think it was. Yeah, and Ari was saying, you know, Vin, this is Vince's game, and I'm not going to get involved. Vince knows yeah. what he's doing, and oh how the times have changed, Finn, because now that is no longer the case because uh, Vince is out. 
of creative completely. He's still involved, but you've got to imagine how long for potentially if more things come out about him. You kind of because there was there was sale rumors for about a year, and every yeah. time I brought them up to you was the same reaction. But I can't see it. Can't see why he would do it. Can't see why he would do it. And then he did it. Nice reason. And now it's like, well, he maybe shouldn't have done it. So, uh, what do you what do you make of it all? Well, I actually, in preparation for this, I did watch this scene from Spider Man uh, when Norman Osborn is booted out of Oscorp. You're out, Norman. <laughs> Am I? And uh, I know I've said this before. I'm not going to go over it again, but it does remind me of that. And um, and this is what I feared might happen. And um, you're right. That's Ariel Emanuel said back in April when they announced the um, the merger, the sale, the acquisition. And it's like, well, you know, I'm Vince's. This is his domain. You know, this is his forte. I'm standing back. I'm staying out of the way. I'm letting him get on with it. That was the thrust of the response, wasn't it? Yeah. Which you could say, you know, was he? And maybe he meant it, or maybe he just said that to calm the markets you know because you remember there's that famous angle they did with vince and donald trump yes in which trump apparently in the storyline bought wwe from raw he bought raw sorry yeah yeah, bought raw from vince and the markets went into turmoil didn't they (laughs) yeah and they were like oh my god this is just a storyline because even then even then they knew trump was a fucking nutter Back in 2009. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, the markets. I mean, forget about governments. Governments don't run things. The markets do. They're the ones who are in charge. We saw that last year. We'll see that next year if things change in this country. You know, they run the show. So the markets basically, like, you know, vomited. It's like, you know, they were like, oh, my God, we're, like, really ill. And like Nina, Nina, send an ambulance in, and um, you know to rescue Raw from Donald Trump. So he had to sell it back. Apparently, you know, after for more than he paid for it, and that was the end of the story. So I mean, maybe there was some element of that back in April. I don't know, um, but I mean, I don't think Vince is gone for good. I don't really think this is as much of a story as a lot of people are making it out to be. Because Vince still owns loads of shares. He's still Vince. You know, maybe they're just like, wow, Vince, why don't you just take a few months off? Get yourself a suntan, you know. (laughs) Take up some hobbies, stamp collecting, golf, you know, travel. You do wonder, don't you? I mean, obviously Vince has been around the world with WWE, but when he's abroad, how much of, you know, the locale has he actually seen? And you do wonder, don't you, why he has never been moved to do something like that? You know, just go backpacking to Thailand or something. Okay, he's not really going to do that. But you know what I mean? Go on a cruise or just do something fun. And um, if he's not really working at the moment, maybe he's behind the scenes, Kenny, on the, you know, the TV deals for Raw and NXT. Maybe he's heavily involved in that. And that's what's really occupying his time at the moment. You know, maybe there's really not a whole lot to this. I mean, he's going to be back. You know, we thought last July when he was, you know, retired, 
people like that's it, Vince is never coming back. And then he was back. And he's he will be back again, I'm sure, in some form, Kenny. Anyway, what do you think of all this? Okay, well, I saw I saw an interesting theory which I think kind of makes the most sense of it all, and it's that Ari Emanuel is probably thinking, wait a minute, we're paying a guy to be the head of creative, but we're not letting him be the head of creative. We're having somebody else, we're, we're having Vince do it. It makes no sense. Like, just let the creative guy do his thing. Let's focus Vince on the big deals and the things where people will, you know, be marks for Vince McMahon and yeah. stuff. And I think that's a healthy way to look at it. And the, the, the one difference here between everything else, because you're right, every time before Vince has come back, the difference is this time it's not his call if he comes back. To do creative, I mean. Because it's not his company anymore. It's now up to Ari Emanuel and up to TKO if he comes back. So if, if WWE are able to, if Paul Levesque is able to keep the product hot and keep things going, you might not want to mess with that. You know, you might not be, you know, you might have people going, why would we want to bring an 80-year-old man back into the creative process when we've got this 50-year-old guy who seems to be doing pretty well? So yeah. I do wonder, I, I think... I think the days of Vince running creative day to day are over, unless Triple H sort of, you know, fails successfully, like really bad or fails really badly. Yeah, and he's know. not going to because look at the way things are set up right now. No, well, he also knows he knows the game, right? He knows. Yeah. Now, there's and there's other. I mean, I'm not going to go into the other rumors that there are, but I mean, there's other rumors that family dynamics have changed as well, and you know, Stephanie's lo- no longer around. Make of that what you will, but. It's interesting, and I, I, it's, I, I'm particular. You know, we talked about this on what's going down. The shows are so much better with Vince not involved. They make sense more. There's more people being featured. It's so just it's not. It's not that erratic element to it of things just starting and then stopping. Everything. Everyone has a role. It was amazing watching Raw and just the number of players who had some screen time, even if it was only like five or six seconds. Even yeah. gender turned up, didn't they? Even gender. I mean, well, you can't win them all. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even like, I mean, it's not that it's not that what Triple H or Paul Levesque is doing is perfect. Because obviously, you know, we've talked about some of the real issues with the bloodline story, and yeah. that has stalled. So it's not that it's perfect, but it's definitely better than. But it's never going to be, is it? No, and that's an unrealistic asp- uh, expectation for it to be perfect when you think of how much. TV product they're putting out each week. It's never go. It you might have an episode which is nearly perfect, and some of the stuff they've been putting out. Certainly, episodes of Raw recently, I think, has been as good as it's ever been in terms of structure, consistency, you know, and just advancement of every, of almost everyone. Not everyone. Not everyone can advance, of course. Um, but if you actually look at what's happening right now, they are building. Everything is building towards and building people towards better things presumably or at least different things um and it feels original as well and that's i think quite hard that's quite a feat isn't it really for that product to feel original but it does i mean okay we've talked about bloodline and that doesn't that kind of feels slightly tired and i'm hoping that they you know they're going to pull a rabbit out of the hat on that one I, i mean who knows we'll see there but i think raw there's a lot going on there that feels fresh and dynamic to me and, and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Even stuff like the, you know, the Gunter and Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci had some mic time this week. 
you know, and we've got like that's quite an interesting story just within Imperium. Yeah. Without you even without even talking about their opponents, who are, of course are Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. So I'm actually really interested to see where that goes next week. And I think you know, this, I don't want to speak for you, but I I think there was a general feeling among followers of WWE or viewers of WWE that, like, say somebody would come in, like a new character would come in, or somebody would be brought up from NXT. You always kind of had the dread in the back yeah. of your mind, so you were going. It could be good, but m- more often than not, it's it's not that good, and yeah. people kind of flounder. And now, I don't really have that anymore, and that's quite a nice feeling to not have to think about every time somebody new comes on the scene. Yeah, there'll be an expectation of failure, and that yeah. is, you know, if you've programmed your audience to believe that the next person who's going to be called up is going to. Um, you know, at best, you know, have a mediocre run on the main roster and at worst bomb and then disappear. Then, you know, that doesn't inspire optimism and confidence and hope, does it? It just has the reverse effect of gloom and, oh my God, here's another one that they're going to ruin. And, uh, you know, don't don't bring them up, don't migrate to the main roster because it's going to be curtains when you arrive. So, yeah, I mean, that was the feeling a lot of the time. And and rightly so, because there was lots of evidence that had happened it was happening all the time yeah i mean one of the one of the most prime examples that i'm thinking of and i'm sure it'd be one of the first ones that come to your mind survivor series 2019 walter beaten yeah. by drew mcintyre yeah yeah and what four minutes or it was very quick very very quick and he just was, yeah really quick it was just unbelievable wasn't it and and we were just kind of i think we were quite defeated at the time about it because we kind of knew that that meant you know what's 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 up there for this guy when he does come up and yeah. Luckily for him, he came up at a time where, uh, you know, he, he he came up technically still under Vince because he came up, I think, the SmackDown after WrestleMania 38 yes. in 2022. But, yeah, like 18 months ago now, isn't it? Yeah, but when he was about to get a push, that was when Vince was ousted. So the timing for Gunther has kind of been perfect through this whole... You know, yeah, I, but also, you, you've got... Well, you've also got to really look at what happened to Walter in that Survivor Series, you know, I always almost sort of look at it as a devastating by-election defeat for a government, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> or whoever's in power, right? Yeah. Where, like, you know, Walter's got called up, everything's been brilliant for him in NXT, then he's arrived in the big time, Vince would have taken one look at him, but thought, this guy's physique is not big time. He does not have a big time physique. He is not a big time player. And I'm going to communicate that to him and the world by jobbing him out to Drew McIntyre. And I bet Drew felt terrible about it. I bet afterwards he was like, really sorry, mate. Uh. You know, I bet he <laughs> felt awful about that. But what happened was, was Walter, after this devastating loss, went back to, he actually, it was a while before this happened, but he obviously, you know, when the time came for him to be called up to the main roster, he looked back at that failure and he's like, right, okay, what can I do to win the confidence or trust or the creative, you know, you know, um, investment from my boss. I'm going to change the, the way I look. So I look like a someone who can be a big time star on this man's TV program in this on this guy's Vince McMahon's, you know, main roster brand. And that's what he did, wasn't it? That's what because if Walter or rather Gunter hadn't changed his physique, I don't believe he would receive the push that he did. 
No, I don't think so either. And but even, you know, and, and and a lot of people, well, it shouldn't be like that. Well, that is the way it is. And like you either conform and get on, or you go up there and fail and are tortured by grievance and victimhood and blame and all these other things for the rest of your career. And Gunter's a smart guy. He he read the, you know, he saw the lay of the land. It's like, what can I do to make myself more marketable to Vince McMahon? I know I can totally dedicate myself to, you know, training, fitness, change my diet, all the things, you know, that he's done to change his physique. And the result is he's now the longest reigning intercontinental champion ever. So, you know, good for him for doing that and recognizing what was expected of him. And good for WWE for rewarding him for that and recognizing his talents and what he had to offer and what he still has to offer WWE. And it's a win-win, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And even like when I've interviewed uh, Gunther, he's very clever at what he says in media interviews. Like he said to me that, I said, you know, what are the biggest differences between Triple H being in charge to Vince McMahon? Because at the time Vince was gone. And he was he was very kind of clever about how he answered it. He said, you know, while I respect both both men, you know, I'm confident enough in my ability that I, I'm not only going to be successful under one boss. You know, I'd like to think that I can be successful under whoever I work for. And, you know, so he was very political and how he very answers stuff. Very diplomatic answer. So, but yeah. Um, but that's the kind of update on the WWE creative situation. We'll keep an eye on it and... I mean, you've got to look at it, you know, Vince could could create a force. Okay, he's not in charge anymore, but he's still a big-time player. And, I mean, Vince is not the sort of person who's going to speak out publicly, but he could find ways of communicating that kind of secretly. I'm really miffed, you know, I'm thinking of selling up, I'm out, you know, whatever, you know. So I think he's, Vince is probably smart enough to realise that he's, he's, he will be able to participate in creative again. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, and, and maybe, you know, this is all just a little bit of a smokescreen and Vince is completely engaged or occupied right now in the deals on Raw and NXT. And once that's completed, he will need another role or a task or purpose or, a, you know, he'll need to do something, won't he? he, he he's not going to be idle. He's not going to go on that cruise. He's not going to go backpacking to Thailand. He's not going to go to the Eiffel Tower, you know, and do oh. the two. If he does any of those, can we film that and make that a TV show? Vince McMahon backpacking around Thailand. Fucking hell. 
Oh my God. I mean, but even Vince doing something like that would just be really interesting, wasn't it? Right, Vince, you're going to go on a European tour. You know what I mean? That just actually would be hilarious to watch. Yeah. It's like, I've been here before, but all I've seen is the inside of the arena and the hotel room <laughs> and the gym. You know, I've never seen, seen the Eiffel Tower. Do you do wonder the longer that he's not doing creative day-to-day, does he want to do it anymore? You know, once you're out of the, of the wheel, do you really want to get back in it? The older that you get and, you know, you, we'll see. But, I mean, I'm hoping. I'm going to have optimism that his interactions there are going to be limited. Yeah. I hope that's where it stays. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's an excellent point because, I mean, I'm sure it, I mean, we know that he works hard and everything and, you know, I, I couldn't go back and I couldn't do Power Slam again. I just, I just couldn't do those hours. I mean, I probably could, but I wouldn't want to because it's just all consuming. And, because also uh, there is a thing about when you get older, right? I mean, when you get older, you don't have as much drive to... Like when you were running Power Slam and Superstars of Wrestling, you started that in your 20s. That's right. You were like gung-ho, I'm going to make this the best magazine. You know, and you had all these goals and you attained them all. And with Vince, he's had all his goals. He's attained them all. But what else is there left for him to do? Like he's he's made his company so successful beyond belief. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Like there's not really. Does he really want to sit and think about who's going to be the new US champion on SmackDown at this point? <laughs> I mean, I think I I can see him being involved. You know, in in some big picture stuff. I think Triple H is, is smart enough to know that, you know, if Roman Reigns is dropping the belt, he's having a chat with Vince about it. Yeah. You know, there's not like a, you know, the, so the, the, he's he's politically, I mean, who's more politically aware than Triple H than, uh, than that he needs to nail this so that Vince doesn't come back? But exactly. By involving, in, by involving Vince on a low level, you know, it keeps Vince. Sweet, doesn't it? It means that Vince feels like he's still involved and there's not going to be any power plays. Because, I mean, that that would look bad. I mean, that would be bad for staff morale, talent morale. It would probably be bad for the share price because the word would get out. So, I mean, it all needs to be handled very diplomatically. And at the end of the day, you know, you know, you just alluded to something earlier. Um, Vince is still Paul's uh, father-in-law. You know, so they're going at, to... At the moment. <laughs> hey, stand by your man. At the moment. Yeah, Linda and uh, Linda and Vince are still married, right? Yeah, 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 they are. <laughs> um, it's ironic, you know, we're having this whole conversation. Later today, we're recording the No Mercy 2003 podcast, where we're going to be talking about Stephanie versus Vince. Yeah. Linda in the corner. It's bizarre. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, well, listen, let's move on to the other big news, uh, news coming out of last night's Dynamite, actually. There was a segment that was announced that Sting would be talking uh, on the show and updating people on his future. So he came out and he did a promo and he talks about how all the people that helped him and, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. Uh, he mentioned Hulk Hogan, who got massive booze from the crowd. But Sting <laughs> did, you know, to his credit, Sting went, look, I hear what you're saying, but Hogan, Hulk did transcend the industry. And, you know, he did. You can't erase him from just because he's a bit of a dick as a human. Um, so he, he then talked about his body's not the same. And he's, you know, should he be jumping off balconies? So he said that his last retirement didn't really sit right with him. So he said his first match with AEW took place at Revolution 2021. And his last match will take place at Revolution 2024. So early March will be the retirement. He'll have done three years. Some shift in your 60s. 
uh, what do you make of uh, this this announcement, uh, this decision, and the kind of countdown to Revolution for Stein? Yeah, I mean, it feels like the right time for him to to go out. I mean, we talked earlier in this year, earlier this year, about how um, they could have run a Sting MJF match at Wembley Stadium, and that was something yes. that I an idea that I endorsed. They didn't do that, um, and in a sense, it's a shame that MJF is now a babyface because I'm not quite sure how they can do MJF Sting. It's not going to have the same sort of zing to it if MJF is a face. And I think that actually would be a hell of a way for Sting to go out, putting the, whomever the world champion is over. Um, so, I mean, maybe they could still do that. I don't know. I mean, he's only had, what's he had? I think eight matches this year, Sting. Yeah. So it feels like the right time for him to step off. Um, I think he's done everything that he came back to do. And um, he's obviously, you know, the the guy, what was what did they used to call him in, in t- uh, TNA? What was it? I think it was Kurt Angle revealed that he was known in uh, business circles as Real Estate Steve because he owns so much property. Like The Undertaker, owns property all over the place. These guys are really, really rich, you know, and they've invested the money and um, they don't need wrestling, basically. And Sting hasn't needed this run financially. He's done it because I think... It, as he said, he wanted to. He didn't want to go out like he did with the, you know, the WWE run. He wanted felt like he had more to do in the ring and wanted to have some fun as well. But yeah, it feels like time for him to go out. To me, I think his birthday is in March, I believe. So I think that will be. Will he? I think he was born. Was he born in fifty eight? I think it was it fifty nine. Fifty nine. Um, I think he was born. Yes, he was born in. He was born in fifty nine. He'll turn sixty five on the twentieth of March. So he'll still be. 64 when he retires. Yes. So, yeah, I figured, you know, that's probably played into it as well. 65 is a milestone in your life. And he probably, you know, he and there was that pretty dangerous spot, wasn't there, in that match earlier this year, Kenny? We didn't talk about it at the time uh-huh. where he did that dive. Um, yeah. Was it onto a table? And it looked really nasty, the landing, didn't it? Yeah, it, it did. I, I was going to ask you, though, so, you know, because... I was just looking up there. So he's had 20 matches in AEW the whole time he's been there. Yeah. All of them have been tags or six mans or eight mans. He's never had a singles match. Do you think if he's not up to having a singles match and a singles match would be very basic, do you still think that's worth him doing? Or do you think they should have him go out in a sort of tag team match? Um I mean, I'd like to I'd like to see his last match be really big. I mean, if he can do it, if he can do it in a way where it's, you know, it's a dignified exit. So last thing he wants to do is embarrass himself in his last match. Um, but I think if he were to, you know, if he were to challenge the world champion, I imagine it'll still be MGF then. I, th- I think we're all in agreement that he's going to extend his contract with AEW. It seems inconceivable that he would go to WWE right now. Um you know, I think actually the MGF Sting match, even if MGF's a face, I think that they could probably do that. And I think a lot of there will be a lot of interest in it. I think it would do a good number. And um, you know, Sting could say, "Listen, I'm going to win the belt. I'm going to retire as world champion." And I think that's an easy story to tell. Um, it hasn't been told for a while that story, and they've got 
you know, they've got what have they got five months to tell it. I mean, I know lots of other things will happen in the interim, but they could start planting the seeds for that story now. You know, you yeah. could, you know, you can, the people could sort of say, well, Sting, you know, you're thinking you like to wrestle in your last match. And he could just casually mention that, you know, I've never held the world title here. You know, I think that would be a, you know, the only, that's the only thing I haven't, has he, has he held the tag belts with Derby? I don't think he has, has he? No, he's, he's not held any belts in AEW. Yeah. So, I mean, you could say, well, yeah, he could retire as tag team champion, but I don't think, and by then, isn't Derby supposed to be climbing Mount Everest? I think he's doing that in April, isn't he? <laughs> well, no no better way to, to train for it than winning the tag titles of Sting. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, you could ride for the tag team belts with Derby, but that doesn't feel anywhere near as big as him becoming world champion, does it? No. I mean, I think if they were good, if he was good, I think if he had a singles match in him, we would have seen it by now. So I think yeah. we, he probably doesn't have it, but I think, you know, the, the 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 compromise to what you were suggesting, which I think would still be a great idea, would be to have Derby and Sting go after FTR. And have and have that be the the story because they would do everything in their power to make sure he looks the best he can possibly look, and I'm sure I'm sure they would happily lay down for Sting um, oh, yes. in his last match. And yeah. have FTR regained the belts from Starks and Big Bill? No, but I would imagine by Revolution, you know, you could get them back yeah. on on the yeah. then. But I mean, yeah. you know, because I think if if also Sting was to go out with Darby as a tag champ. Because you, you wouldn't want that asterisk beside the end to be like, oh, he won, he won the world title when he wasn't really in the condition to win it. Like, he, you know, they've been quite good with Sting at not overextending him. Oh, no, well, I, I would not actually suggest that Sting were to win it. He would actually put MJF over. Right. Because, you know, really, you, you, you have a, he has a valiant effort. He almost wins. And it's a really easy story to tell. And the heat would be just... I think it would be huge for that match. MGF could kind of do the subtle heel thing in preparation for the match and then turn babyface at the end. Sting could then endorse MGF as champion. And so I'm not suggesting he becomes champion in his last match, but the story is that he wants to become champion in his last match and he puts the younger guy over. So that would be the story that I think I would tell. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do. I think it's uh, it's going to be... I think that'll be a big, you know, revolution sold pretty much. Yeah, you, oh yeah. That, you, that you've got thing as the, you know, as the as the as his, his retirement match, and the last thing I was going to ask you about was Rhea Ripley was. I mean, I know PWI's list is very kayfabe, but PWI's top women's two hundred top women's two hundred fifty list came out, and Rhea Ripley was number one in the list. And I wondered, do you think? If there was, do you think Rhea Ripley is in, is in contention to have had the best year uh, in terms of women in wrestling this year? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Becky Lynch. She's you know she's had those big matches with Tiffany Stratton and Trish Stratus, especially. Um, I mean, she's had a great year. Um, I mean, Rhea Ripley hasn't done as many good things as I mean. I think the PWI thing runs was it. Is it like July or August to August, something like that? I think that's the year that it runs to. So, you know, like the Becky Lynch matches that she had with Trish and Stratton um, took place after their deadline for that list that they've just released or published. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any objection to Rhea Ripley being ranked number one in, in that list. 
I think she is she's one of the biggest stars there. I think she's very consistent in the ring. I think everyone she's in there with um looks good against her and she knows how to beat someone and not bury them in the process. You know, I thought she's I think she's done some really good stuff in NXT and she's evolved so much since she was an NXT wrestler. I mean, I think she what is she now? Is she about 27, Rhea Ripley? Yeah, she just turned 27. 27. So, I mean, you know, you would think she's a lot older, because she, not because she looks old, but because of her experience and her self-confidence. She's just, you know, to me, she's, I think Becky Lynch is close to her in terms of self-confidence, but Rhea Ripley just totally believes in herself and her character. And she is that character. She's not playing a character. We can believe that is who she is when she appears on TV. So, uh, yeah, short answer is, yeah, I'm, I would be happy with that. If I was compiling a list of the top 250 women in wrestling, I think Rhea would certainly be in top three and probably be number one. What do you think, Kenny? Yeah, I think Rhea's, I think Rhea's definitely in contention to be number one. I think Becky Lynch, for the first time in a while, is in contention to be in there. But then is, Becky, is Becky's kind of run too late this year to have her be number one? Because Rhea's kind of been dominating throughout the year. She had, obviously, her match at WrestleMania with Charlotte was amazing. So, yeah, I think I think he's a good choice to be to be number one. So, yeah, I think so. I think it's credible, credible, isn't it? So that's a uh, a credible choice. I think I saw their list the the top um, twenty or fifty of the men's, and I couldn't make any sense out of any of that. <laughs> yeah, the the men's one is just. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 I just looked at it and I thought, I'm just not going to waste any more of my time thinking about that. I'd rather think <laughs> Quite right. Well, listen, that's all the time we've got for today. We're about to record the Power Slam Overrun, uh, where we're going to be talking about issue 236, the penultimate issue of Power Slam, so do go check that out. Um, also, our six-year six year anniversary special is up now. Do go check that out, where we talk about the first ever episode of Monday Night Raw. We talk about Masawa and Kawada from 1994, and a very hot angle with Dick Murdoch, Rick Flair, and Teddy Biossi and Bill Watts. So do go check that out as well. And yes, we will be back soon with more. And Finn, our seven-year anniversary is only seven months away. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I wonder, if, I wonder if we'll manage to celebrate it in the month, you know, May of 2024. I wonder if we'll actually celebrate it that month this year. It's already in my calendar on my phone on May 1st as a reminder okay. what we're doing. So okay. if we can't do it in 31 days, then we've, we're, she we have to, We need to just quit and get that and just do something else, don't we? Yes, we need to get out of the dole office, see what they've got for us. Uh, okay, so yeah, thank you so much for all your support, everybody. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. I'm sad tonight